name is Sherry Wilson, and I'm here to fill your ears with the best business content I can give you while you work out, commute, clean your house. Anything to help you work your biz like a boss. All right, so I want to talk about a controversial topic with introverts, and that, um, and you'll you'll see why it's controversial um, as I go, but. Um, I, I really, you know, looked back at my life in number one, realizing I was an introvert uh, because I didn't know because I could be so straightforward. I've learned to get comfortable talking to people at crowds by, you know, in crowds by still get nervous. And, you know, like I've, I've grown a lot in my ability to um, interact in a way that, it, that seems introverted. In fact, I had... Uh, one of my clients when I first met him and uh, told him I was an introvert because he said well what made you start genius communication and I said well yeah I'm an introvert and I have learned a lot of stuff to help me uh, in situations like this because it was a networking event he's like you're lying there is no way you're an introvert and I was like wow I guess I learned my stuff well so I was pondering that in light of the need for introverts to still remain true to who they are, yet how do you remain true to who you are and be able to be a successful introverted entrepreneur and do the things that maybe you're not comfortable doing? How does that paradox work? Because you've got, I've noticed in some introvert circles, it's like, well, I'm reserved, I don't do small talk, I barely smile, and I'm very anxious, and that comes out, and you're just gonna have to deal with it that way. Well, yeah, but if you're an entrepreneur, or if you want to have successful social relationships, which are necessary, even though us introverts wish they weren't, then you're going to have to adjust and adapt in a way to where you're able to navigate through that and then you have the other side where mostly extroverts uh, or introverts that have learned how to be extroverted are telling you, you know, oh, being introverted, it's not serving you any purpose. You need to just, you know, learn how to be an extrovert. And that's what successful people do. And so you have both sides. I mean, I even remember in school where if you were the shy kid, you were the unpopular kid. And people prize. Uh, extrovertedness they prize uh, getting out there and you know taking command um, but we're coming into a society where they're realizing that uh, in introverts have a lot to offer and uh, we're we're sensitive in, in other words we can see things and feel things that maybe extroverts don't which makes us really good at sales because we are always looking for those cues uh, we are really great listeners, and again, that's, you know, we don't self-promote. We want to genuinely solve problems, and I'm sure there are some extroverts that want to do those things, but introverts are just really good at that if they've been trained. So it's controversial in that there are some things I've had to learn to do in order to successfully navigate and build my business, and I feel if I had not done those things, I would not be where I'm at today in any area of life, but I also have maintained a place where I am true to who I am as an introvert. And, and, it, and again, it can be controversial. So 
I'm not promoting being fake, which is a very big problem for introverts. We don't like to be fake. Um, so I'm not telling you to be fake, but what I do recommend is learning how uh, using tools to where you can still remain true to who you are, but make those connections that you need to make in communication, if that makes any sense. Um, so basically I wanna talk about empowerment as an introvert, okay? Because being empowered is so important for us because in our introverted state sometimes, or when we're unsure in a social situation or a business situation, we can feel disempowered. And I wanna recommend a book, very, very strongly recommend this book. I listened to the audiobook and it's so good. Uh, it's Amy Cuddy's book called Presence. And Amy Cuddy had a traumatic head injury that basically changed her life. And she was overwhelmed with anxiety. Uh, I think she became even more introverted. She might have been introverted before, but she was definitely more active socially. Afterwards, I mean, she had to relearn how to write, uh, walk, talk. Um, she, you know, college took her longer than, you know, her plans. I mean, there were a lot of things that happened to her. And so it made her go more into herself. And, and so she talks about how we can empower ourselves with scientific things as introverts that create presence. You know, a lot of people, and I teach this in my course, they think that charisma is a skill it's a, or a gift. It's actually a learned skill. Some people do have it naturally, but you can learn it as well. And uh, anyway, she talks about how to have presence as introverts. And even though I am not saying be fake to who you are as an individual, one of the things that she brought out in her book is that you have to fake out your brain at times. And so there are things you can do where you don't wanna be like, oh, and you're just this extroverted person. No, you wanna have presence and your brain's telling you, this is dangerous, what are you doing? Stop, stop, stop. And so you have to fake your brain out to where it becomes comfortable with the skills you're learning to create presence. It was really interesting and then your brain will rewire itself to where it becomes natural. So let me give you an example. Um, I, uh, because of my personality, because I'm an introvert, smiling at strangers was like the cardinal rule of no. I'm not, I don't know you, why would I smile at you? And then if I did try to do it, it's usually fake and you know, the brain can tell if it's fake and it's just an overall awkward situation. And, uh, or I'd forget to smile because I'm a D, so I can be very intense and, you know, I'm thinking and then people think I'm mad. There's no, like, in between. I'm either mad or smiling, a fake, you know, smile, so I look like a crazy person. And so when I was researching this stuff for my course, I learned that um, you need to practice smiling if that's not your deal. And I'm like, that's stupid. I'm not, not going to practice smiling. Well, then I learned that the very first thing the brain looks for is number one, your hands. So that's why you want to show them when you meet people. Don't have them in your pockets, don't cross them over your chest. But then it goes straight to the face right after and it remains there for the majority of the conversation. Well, the brain actively seeks out a genuine smile because it's a, it's a survival thing. And I've talked about this in some of my training, but 
This was my journey of learning how important smiling is. So it, it's actively seeking out the message that you're safe. And so when you like see a friend, just think back the last time you saw a friend, you instinctively tilt your head a little, lift your eyebrows and smile. And what the brain sees is number one, your face is safe, but also you're exposing that carotid artery right there, which is the, the most vulnerable part on us. And so when you expose that carotid artery, you're letting the other person know that you're safe. And uh, so, okay, you guys are probably gonna think I'm crazy, but guys, it worked. So what I would do is I literally would smile every time I walked into a room. And genuine, because I know what a genuine smile looks like. And so I would you know, walk into a room and smile. And, uh, and then before I knew it, I was smiling at all kinds of people and conversations were starting up that, you know, were mutual business uh, things I, I wouldn't have never had if I had not learned to do that. So it was a really shocking situation for me. And so I knew the power of rewiring the brain because my brain's like, this is probably one of the dumbest things you've ever done in your life. And why should we do this? I don't see any reason why we should do this. And so the brain is all about survival and it will fight you learning new things. So did, me, did my learning to smile affect my introverted nature? No, it actually made it easier for me because I eliminated all the weird awkwardness that happens when you're not sure whether to smile or not. You know, it's like this weird thing that happens. I know you guys know what I'm talking about. And um, so now it's just so natural, I don't even think about it. And so that's what I'm talking about, where it's not bad as an introvert to equip yourself with the things that you need so that you can build those relationships with people that otherwise your body language and your facial expressions can sabotage and make you seem unapproachable from other people. And this is on the extrovert side too. I mean, if you've got an extrovert that's like the, you know, the, um, you know, the car salesman we all think about, you know, that's just trying to be a real pushy and try to get you to buy a car that you don't need and have all the extra bells and whistles, we're, you know, that's just as fake and just as not cool as an introvert being shy and having closed body language and being on their phone at a networking event so they appear busy instead of having to go and meet new people, <laughs> which I used to do. And uh, so anyway, um, I highly recommend the book, Presence by Amy Cuddy. And uh, okay, so here's what I'm gonna give you guys a tip and I don't have as much time this morning, but um, okay, so as an entrepreneur, you have to sometimes fake being confident. I mean, I cannot tell you how many times I've gone to my clients and I am not confident at all. They've asked me to solve a problem. I have no idea where to start. But on the outside, I'm like, of course, yes, you know, I can take care of that for you. And then on the inside, I'm like, how do I end up in the, this, this stuff like this? You know, like I'm freaking out. And then once I calm down, you know, sure enough, the solution presents itself. I present the solution to them and they're like, oh, that's the best thing we've ever heard. And I'm like, thanks, you know, like, good. And, uh, and so sometimes you have to fake being confident because people don't want to do business with people that are not confident. That's very important. And, uh, but here's the introvert part. So you may have to fake being confident, but you cannot fake a genuine love for your product or service. That is impossible for introverts to fake. So you have to really believe in what you do so that you can fake confidence when you're meeting new people or dealing with your clients. And then over time, it becomes very natural until you're throwing a curveball and you don't know what to do. 
And so that's what I mean where you're staying true to who you are, but there are times you have to step up and just be things that you don't feel you are, but in reality you are. And, and that's where the paradox is. Now, just a quick tip. One thing that you can do is the Superman pose. That's where you have your legs wide and your arms on your hips, and you can just stand there for about two minutes. And that's the second dumbest thing I've ever done, but it works. Um, and it boosts your testosterone, it lo lowers your cortisol levels, and you can walk into a room with presence and feel very comfortable, uh, or at least minimize the anxiety. The brain can be hacked, guys, and that's what I'm talking about today. So I'm not encouraging you to change your core essence as an introvert, but to do things that might make you uncomfortable for a time so that you can have the successful life and build the business that you want to build for you and your family. So as a child, I, not understanding my introvertedness, it was like a, like a Jekyll and Hyde thing where I could step up to the plate when needed. I would make myself do what I have to do, but I was very shy. Um, it, I was uncertain around other kids. I mean, it, it was just a really difficult time. But once I realized I was an introvert, everything fell into place. All of a sudden, everything made sense and I could then go from there. So, um... Us entrepreneurs wear many hats, but there are some hats that we don't want to wear and we don't want to know how to wear. And that's where Fiverr comes in. Fiverr puts a whole world of freelance talent at your fingertips for all kinds of things that we need done, like logo design, writing and translation, digital marketing, video and animation, music and audio, programming and tech, web design, and more. They even have lifestyle freelancers to help you with personal style relationship coaching, health and fitness, and so much more. I recently used them to type the transcript of a video for me and was amazed at how fast and professional my freelancer was. You'll find high quality services at every price point. There's no hourly rates, just project-based pricing, and your payments are protected. Go to sherrylovesfiverr.com and get started. That's Sherry with an I and Fiverr with two R's. I call it dual-vertedness. In other words, I could be an intro, extrovert when needed and an introvert when I'm not needed, or I could be an extrovert when pushed and then an introvert later. I mean, some of you might know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but I would be like super nervous, you know, before those, oh, dreaded book reports and stuff like that. I mean, I hated those. I, I, it would keep me up at night. The first time I ever publicly spoke, I made myself sick four days of anxiety and I could not get rid of it. I mean, it was ridiculous. Um, but I would do what I needed to do. But when it comes to my business, and I'm sure you guys have experienced this, I'm very confident in what I do because I know my business and so it lessens some of the anxiety in certain events. It's only when I'm unsure of what I'm doing that I can get nervous. And so, for years of my childhood, I really suffered because I wanted to be more outgoing. I wanted to be one of the popular kids. You know, I wanted to um, be the one that all the teachers, you know, immediately gravitated to because I was that go-getter. And I was really good at school, um, but you know, not sports, things like that. Me running is like probably a llama running. I mean, it just wasn't pretty. And, um, and, 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 I, and I wanted to do all those things, but I just could not make myself do it. 
And when I created my online course, you know, that's when I figured out, okay, this is what's going on. This is who you are, and this is how you can observe, and this is how you can learn and listen, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm, I'm in this journey, right? So I'm looking at my childhood and like you were an awkward kid and then I'm looking at my adulthood and you know, you were you know, not as awkward, but definitely felt unsure of yourself and blah, blah. And then I started getting this you know, course material gathered up and I'm like, oh, that's what I am, an introvert. I had no idea. And then, now this is crazy. I highly recommend this uh, test and I don't even know if I'm making sense, but it's Gallup 10. G-A-L-L-U-P-10. And it assesses your intro, or your uh, entrepreneurial strengths, okay? And so it assesses your entrepreneurial strengths and, and like from one to 10, that way you can work on the 10, like the uh, eight, nine, and 10 to get them stronger and embrace your one, two, and three, which is really strong. So I take this assessment and one of my strongest, the number one entrepreneurial uh, gifts, I guess you would say I have, is selling. Like, <laughs> I was like, this test is jacked. Because you remember those, uh, when you were a kid in school and you had to sell the candy bars? I hated it. I absolutely hated it. So what I would do is I would get, you know, sell to my grandparents and my parents. And they felt sorry for me, so they'd buy them all, and then I would turn it into school. I mean, it was like the dreaded in summer, I would think, I'm going to have to sell stuff. I hate selling stuff. Here's the key. Again, as an introvert, if you believe in your product or service, selling is easy. And so if I had not been willing to grow as a person and learn these things, Guys, I would have been stuck thinking that this is how I am and people just need to get over it. And I'm going to stay true to who I am. And if I, you know, seem unapproachable, that's their problem. And so I could have remained in that. And yet I realize I've got to learn some things that will take me out of my comfort zone so I can relate because I genuinely believe in what I do. And I know I have solutions to help other people, if that makes sense. So I guess, you know, the point of this is that our business and our lives are a journey of self-discovery. And when you're confronted with something that makes you uncomfortable, that you just don't want to do, but you know you need to do, I would drop everything and embrace that because that is you telling you, you got to get this because you're going to need this. And then get the skills you need. Learn how to do the things. Learn how to hack your brain. You know, Google different things. Learn how to do those things. Because as you grow, your business grows. And a unique quality of introverts is we can truly connect in ways that true extroverts can't always do because it's not in their wiring. We can learn, and so can extroverts, but we, we can embrace the things that's needed to make that connection. And then what happens is once you get over the awkward first connection with the person, you then enter into, I call it an introvert zone. You enter into your introvert zone where all the good things that make up an introvert come to the surface and you wow your clients. I mean, it's, 
I do it all the time. It is amazing how that works. But that initial, that initial uncertainty and being uncomfortable doing the things that you don't feel like you're wired to do, guys, it will get easier. The anxiety will lessen. And then you can really get into what you do best. I hope I'm making sense. So by recognizing the things that I needed to do, I was able to design a life that allows me to be me and allows me to be happy in what I'm doing. So I still have to have the downtime. I cannot be around people for too long. Um, I, I mean, for longer than used to, but I still have to have my downtime. I still have to have my rest time. But I'm actually finding I'm genuinely liking being around people more, uh, not to where it's all the time, but uh, because to me it's like a mystery, like I'm, I'm solving a mystery of how I can help them and bless them, and so it makes it exciting and fun for me. So I want to give you um, things that you need to do that you're not going to be comfortable doing, okay? And you might want to write these down. Uh, and you're not going to feel true to who you are at first when you're doing this, okay? But you're going to have to get over that. Number one. Do not stand in the corner at a networking event on your phone, okay? Being on your phone is one of the most unapproachable um, signals that there is. Uh, It also devalues people around you. They they think, well, I must not be important enough for them to get off their phone. We do it as a safety thing. They see it as a danger thing. Uh, But also, don't take a friend with you. I know uh, that makes me hurt just saying it. Don't go with anybody because what you'll do is you will visit, like you'll latch on like they're a lifesaver to that one person and you'll just chit chat and stuff, but you're not meeting anybody, which is kind of the whole point. And so I literally, if you could picture me, I dread it the whole time when I go to networking events, I'm by myself and I put my phone in my back pocket and I just work the room and I'm never comfortable. I have dry mouth, my armpits sweat, my stomach feels upset, but I've learned because I've been at networking events where I latched onto a friend and I didn't let them go. And so I will literally not go visit with friends because then I won't ever leave them. (laughs) I hope you guys are feeling it. Uh, Learn to smile, even at strangers. I told you that story. Uh, Number three, uncross your arms and use open body language with gestures because the brain likes people who gesture more than those who don't. And so you don't want to be like all over the place where people are having to duck, but you want to have like in your box, keep your gestures, use your hands, smile. I sometimes forget to smile still um, when you're talking. Uh, Number one or number four, speak up. We tend to have quiet voices. I remember my grandma always told me, I can't hear you. You have the softest voice. And I'm like, I'm practically yelling. I don't know how to make my voice louder. You probably just need hearing aids, you know, is what I was thinking. But we do tend to have a a softer, more reserved uh, volume. And so you're going to have to speak up. Don't yell, but with confidence. And do that Superman pose if you need to. Uh, Number five, do things afraid. That, that was one of the best advices, advice I've ever heard. Do things afraid. Uh, it, you grow as a person when you do things afraid, and eventually you, you're not as afraid anymore or at all. Number six, fake it until you make it. So again, you can't fake who you are, and you can't fake a genuine love and belief in your product or service. So I'm not telling you to be fake as a person, but I'm telling you some of the skills you're going to need to do, you're going to feel like they're fake but they work and then you'll rewire your brain as you do them. 
Uh, number seven, don't procrastinate when you fear failure. That was one of the biggest things I used to do. I would put something off for months or years because I feared failure. And so now what I do is if I sense any of that procrastination on the inside of me, I will stop what I'm doing and tackle that immediately because I know that's my brain trying to protect me from failure. Actually, it's trying to protect me from the feeling of failure. And so it's telling me, don't worry about that. Don't do that. You know, you can do it later, whatever the thoughts are. And I've learned, oh, okay, so I obviously need to do this because my brain is arguing with me about it. And so I'm, there must be something going on there. And so I will immediately dive into that uh, task. So empowerment is defined as the process of being, becoming, becoming stronger and more confident. And the only way you do that is by doing hard things. One of the best stories I have is of a dear family friend who's an anxious introvert. And she took my, what's your introvert flavor quiz? And she literally memorized the email. And there were, like, I give tips of what to do if you're, you know, whatever your introvert flavor is. And one of them was, hi, I'm Sherry. And, uh, you know, meeting, you know, giving that nice firm handshake, you know, what's your name or whatever it is, and, and being bold and going up to people. Well, she came to church one day and, and I knew she had taken the quiz, but I didn't know that she had memorized the whole thing and stuff. Anyway, I noticed she, it was like she was a different person. And she went up to a person, hi, I'm Darina, what's your name? And shook their hand, and I'm all, what is this? You know, like she's never done that. Usually she'll just sit down and be quiet, you know. Well, afterwards she came up to me and said, thank you so much for that email because when I read that email, number one, I realized nothing was wrong with me as an anxious introvert. And number two, I had the tips I needed to start breaking out of some of the things I didn't really want to do. And it's just neat watching her um, embrace who she is, but she had to do the uncomfortable things. And so do the uncomfortable things, guys. You'll, you won't regret it. I think we just fear looking like idiots, but what's worse, looking like an idiot for trying or never having the life you want? I, I think never having the life you want is not worth the cost of being uncomfortable for a moment in that life. So anyway, I just love that story. So there's nothing wrong with us introverts. We have a lot of things going for us, but we just need skill. We just need the know-how. So there's nothing wrong with you. You just need the know-how. That's all it is. And uh, so being uncomfortable and doing it in any way is not un being untrue to who you are. It's wisdom and a necessity in business. Your main core values you must accept. So whatever those are, if it's integrity, honesty, acceptance, safety in relationships, whatever your core values are, maintain those and, and, and preserve those and use them in your business, but don't allow them um, to prevent you from doing what you're uncomfortable doing. And in the process, you'll become stronger. Now, I like to recommend some of my past blogs so that you can reinforce the training. This one was directly from the book I recommended by Amy Cuddy called Presence. And it's uh, your best authentic self that's on the website, sherryannwilson.com. And I go into some of the paradoxes of knowing who you are and yet doing certain things that are from her book that will help you. And then also why introverts are genius at sales. Every business owner needs to be able to sell 
And if you're in sales, you need to be good at it. And introverts are uniquely designed, especially in today's culture, to do just that. So anyway, I hope this helps you. I'm not sure if I made complete sense uh, at parts, but just sharing my story, the things I've had to do, and then giving you all those tips, I hope will bless you and help you go up higher in your business. And if you wanna take the introvert flavor quiz, you can head over there and do it. If you're not an introvert, take some of the things from my blog posts and embrace them in some of the qualities that introverts have if you're an extrovert. Anyway, have a good week and I will see you next Wednesday. You have a ton of stuff to do as a business owner and sometimes it can be hard to know where to focus to know how to take your business to the next level. I've developed an assessment that will help you do just that, the You Are Here Success Map. This simple, quick assessment reveals any hidden areas of danger so you don't end up a statistic. It's based on nine parts the successful businesses possess and it will reveal your current condition as a starting point to help you map out a plan to strengthen your chances of success. And don't think success necessarily equals success. Sometimes an overnight has sunk a business. Anyone hear of Kate Middleton in her dress? So take this assessment and map out your plan. Go to sherryannwilson.com forward slash discover dash hidden dash week dash biz dash areas. And yes, I realize how ridiculous that URL is and I will be fixing that soon. I hope today's podcast gave you some actionable wisdom that you can do immediately for your business. I've got a lot more free training on my website at sherryannwilson.com. Sherry with an I and with an E. But before you go, please leave a kind review of this podcast. It's like giving me a hug in podcast world. Work Your Biz Like a Boss is a Mr. Joseph production. What do you think, Joseph? Joseph.